In decades past, you opened a business, hung out your shingle, and the customers came. Today, hanging out your shingle means creating an engaging website. The modern consumer is using the internet to find businesses like yours. Are you positioned so you'll rise to the top of their search? Let the Radio Vermont Group Digital Services work with you to make sure you're visible online and to target your marketing to location, demographic, and interest. Learn more at rvgdigital.com. Hi there, this is Pat McDonald, your host for Vermont Viewpoint on WDEV. Um, we are supposed to have Linda Joy Sullivan, who's the newly uh, elected mayor of Newport City, and we're going to try to get her on the phone. I bet something happened in her office of being mayor. It is elected officials. You never know. But I know a lot about Linda Joy Sullivan, so I'm going to talk to you until she hopefully gets on the phone. She's a Democrat. Uh, she served in the House of Representatives from um, 2017 to 2022. And um, she represented Bennington and Rutland, and she and her husband split their time between Newport and um, her area there in Bennington, Rutland. And um, she served on the House Committee on Corrections and Institutions. And more recently, she joined the board of directors of Campaign for Vermont Prosperity, which, as you know, I am president. And uh, so that's how we got to know each other really well, not so much from the legislature. And Linda's actually, through this last legislative session, covered um, housing for us Um uh, and we reported on it uh, to you through our uh, all of our social media uh, outlets. And I was going to have her on it before she became mayor, have her on to talk about housing because she did a great job um, covering that for us. She's also on the Legislative Committee on Rules when she served. And uh, in, in prior lives, uh, when she was first at the legislature, she was on the Committee on Commerce and Economic Development. So um, she's been very active. Um, she's a certified public accountant. And you may remember that she um, ran a statewide race for auditor um, and Doug Hoffer, um, better out in the Democratic primary. Um, and um, but she's a CPA licensed here in Vermont, New York and Florida. And um, she's um, a justice of the peace, member of the civil authorities in Dorset, which is where she lives with her husband. So she's a very busy lady. She also served, um, she founded, let me get this right before I start blabbing away. She founded a, um, a nonprofit that um, assisted thousands of uh, trafficked uh, young women. And that's apparently a very serious issue here in Vermont. I did a show a couple of years ago about um, about trafficking here in Vermont, and it's a horrible subject, um, and I was hoping that she'd be able to talk to us about it. Um, but anyway, she became, um, became mayor in Newport. There was a special election held on August 1st. Uh, the Newport city mayor resigned. And she was elected by an outstanding, overwhelming 70% of the vote, um, went to Linda. Uh, and everybody's saying quite a, quite a strong message. Um, as this, um, and she, I think she only ran, she only ran a campaign for like a month. So she must have seriously worked hard. 
um, to be known in, in, uh, Newport, although she'd been living there, but it's still, um, it's a lot of work to run, as we know. Um, anyway, I was going to ask her why she decided to run, because I think she, um, um, it's a great fit for her. Uh, one, one constituent was quoted as saying, um, and I'm, I'm quoting this, we've got somebody now who has a lot of experience, who is not going to be intimidated, who can look at things like the budget, which we um, know is a mess, and really make sense of it. A lot of the anger previously was because there was no explanation for what we were seeing. She's got the ability and the language to translate that for us. And I must say that um, uh, I think one of the big mistakes that uh, select boards and councils and, and uh, whatever name the, the governing body is called, they they forget to to inform their constituents why. Um, what are they looking at? Yes, this is the budget, but why is it the way it is? And um, um, I think once you – and the same with legislators sometimes. We forget once we're in that little golden dome that um, people elected us and they want to know what you're up to. So um sounds like that was a problem in Newport and um, Linda um, – Linda will be very good at communicating. I'm very sure that's that's what's going to happen. Um, she's got a very matter-of-fact way of uh, approaching problems. I've seen it in action. She just cuts to the chase. Um, sometimes when we're having a discussion at Campaign for Vermont, all of a sudden Linda will pipe in and say, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she will have hit it right on the nail on the head, as they say. Um, and uh, when you look at Newport City, um, they just uh, still going through the EB-5 scandal. And the promised, uh, there was a big promise to build new mixed-use buildings, a conference center, marina. And uh, there was talk about attracting a biotech research firm from South Korea. And we know what happened to all of that. Um, and um, I remember when, uh, of course, they took down all of these historic buildings. And there's this big hole uh, in Newport. And I remember Tony Palmazano, there was an article um, he's, uh, uh, I think those in Burlington know Tony Pomazano and his son Ernie. Um, Tony since passed away, but, uh, he was the guru of finance, guru of real, of real estate here in, uh, in Burlington and Chittenden County. Then he went up early on in this EB-5 scandal and he took a look at the hole and, uh, took a look at the finances and he said, there's something funny here. I'm out. And seems to me that that would have been a real clue to whoever was listening. If Tony Pamazano tells you there's a problem, you better pay attention. Um, so anyway, I, but there's so much more to Newport than just the whole. And, um, I know Linda loves Newport. Um, it's shops, it's people. Um, they've got the built by Newport hardware furniture manufacturer. They've got all kinds of things in town and it's a great place to eat right on. Of course, their, their main attraction is Lake Mem from Agog and, um, that's got a, a, a life all its own uh, on the lake, all of the sports and that sort of events that uh, that one can do on the lake. Um, I know my husband, when he was stationed up there as a state trooper, he wanted, the, he wanted, I said, the farthest I'm moving north in this state is Newport. I said, because they have uh, fabulous shops and uh, things. Um, so I think jo- Linda is joining. We have her. We've got her on. The, Linda, are you there? 
I am here. I apologize. There was a bit of a down on the phone system. Oh, no. I knew there was something happened because I knew you wouldn't, wouldn't do that to me. I'm like, oh, no. I have been through, I have talked so much about New, I love Newport, actually. And congratulations, Miss, uh, Miss Mayor, the Honorable yeah. Linda Joy Sullivan. Um, well, thank you. Well, no, that's great. I, uh, my husband, um, long story, when we first met, he was captain of the state police and, uh, he had served up there in, um, in Derby and, uh, and he wanted to move back up there. And I said to him, the farthest I'm ever moving north is Newport. And, and that's where, that's where I would go. But we wound up uh, staying here in, in central Vermont, which I'm very pleased about. But anyway, so I went through a whole lot of stuff, but we can backtrack a little because you have a fabulous background. Um, and, uh, wanted to touch base on some of the things. And we, we are going to talk a little bit about, um, if you don't mind, about your work with um, um, trafficked uh, women here in the United States, but also in Vermont, because I'm trying to remember the woman's name. Years ago, I did a TV show that she took the lead um, in our legislature, trying to get them up to speed about how bad it is here in Vermont that we just, it's under the radar. We don't know it's happening, but it is happening with trafficking. So, but let's hear, let's just back up a little bit. So you were let state representative from 2017 to 2022 and you were, you lived in Dorset, correct? Yes, I did. I was the representative for Bennington Rutland because my district crossed over and included Mount Tabor and Danby and they were in Rutland. Cool. So I had part of the Bennington area, which was um, the Dorset side, and then I had part of the Rutland side. That's an interesting combination for um, for a district because they're different and uh, must have kept you on your toes trying to deal with the with all the the different uh, problems they have and, and issues. Um, and that's a beautiful area besides down there. Yeah, it was very different because um, you, you hit it right on the head. You know, the Rotland side had some different points of views and the Bennington side had some different points of views. But it was, the towns were like kind of around the mountain so that mm. the Manchester Valley area was represented by somebody else. And so the way they connected the dots was as the um, different towns connected, regardless of whether they were in Bennington or Rutland. But, yes, the Danby side had, you know, entirely different issues. Yep. Some were blended. Some were blended. But I went around and had weekend meetings in all of the towns. Great. And so that they, on the Rutland side as well as the um, Bennington side, and the constituents showed up, and they would sit in the meetings. We would go through uh, potential bills, what their issues were, how, how they thought the vote should go. Um, they gave me input. I walked them through bills. If I voted a specific way, explain why, they, and they were fine. And That's everybody great. seemed to be open, and they, they liked very much the meetings. That's well. I'm sure they did. They just want to be heard, don't you find? I mean, just listen, oh, yeah. and that's all they're asking you. Well, listen and to respond. But I don't think uh, some some folks in the legislature don't have that. Don't understand that part about listening, um, and that's all they want to be heard. Well, that's right. They want to be heard, and they have phenomenal ideas because they are residents of Vermont, right? And they're and they want 
um, and they're affected by everything that the legislature does. And so um, it's not just your district. So you have to pay attention when bills come that may harm your district or benefit your district. You can't just vote like uh, the majority. You yeah, need right. to really pay attention, read the bills, understand the bills, ask You could Uh-oh, Melinda's breaking up again. Uh, Linda, you there? Oh, they sound like they're having some terrible trouble in, um, but I'd like to follow up on what Linda was saying. Um, there are, uh, several legislators who actually read every bill. And, um, we're lucky enough in my town to be uh, represented by one of those, uh, Ann Donahue, who actually reads every bill. And it is a pleasure when they stand up and say, hey, did did you read this? This is what it says. I'm actually looking forward to the time when all votes are calculated through, you know, a, an electronic system where um, uh, where they have to read the bills because sometimes these these bills pass through. Oh, Linda's back on. They're having trouble with their phone system. So, Linda, are you back? I'm here. Oh, cool. Yes, I am, and I heard everything that you said. Oh, interesting. Isn't that the truth? So I agree. It's very important. I was fortunate to be one row in my seat with 48, and I was fortunate to be one row diagonal, just a seat diagonal from Representative Donnie, who (laughs) I totally respect. And so... Um, I've ha- had good fortune to be able to communicate easily with her, yep. and we would talk about bills. Such a knowledgeable representative, yep. Yep. such um, an open representative, willing to uh, discuss the bills and issues across the party lines. Totally uh, good representative. You have yep. an excellent representative. Exactly. I agree with you 100%. Anne's a one of a kind. She's very special and very, very smart. Um, can really take a bill and, and dissect it for you so that you'd understand it. But anyway, um, so you were on, um, you were initially, I thought, on commerce and economic development, correct? Correct. That's correct. And then you went to judicial. Um, and who was it? No, was, I didn't go to judicial. I went to uh, corrections and institutions. Oh, right. I'm looking right at it. And I, I, yeah, I was on judicial rules. Yes, right. Yeah, rules. yeah, that's great. Corrections and is a very interesting um, uh, committee. And here you are, uh, uh, sort of in the same area as the Northern State Correctional Facility in Newport. I hope people told you how great the lunch is up there. I, I actually did a little segment on this while you were. Uh, when you weren't on the phone, that is the best lunch of all time up there. Just a little hint. So if you got a meeting oh, up there, okay. if you have a meeting, it used to be anyway when I was back in motor vehicles. Um, if you have a meeting up there, make sure it's around lunchtime. Um, that's what I would do every that's time I had a meeting. Up there. That's a great tip. No, it's, it's great. It's 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 wonderful. So um, anyway, uh, just looking back on um, on your years in the legislature, what kind of sticks out? What are you sort of proud of, and maybe some one one or two regrets here or there? So, of course, I'm most proud of the human trafficking right. bill that was right. passed that, you know, I had was the lead sponsor on and then it became actually became a law. And, of course, I was like so thrilled that 
the governor, and as I said, when I when I was presenting the bill, you know, flexed his legal muscle and signed it. You know, <laughs> just um, do it. I just, you know, so that any tool that we could get to assist human trafficking victims is is so important for Vermont. And all of the, you know, attorneys appreciate that. Everybody who's involved in advocating against anti-human trafficking as well as doing the best they can to represent victims of human trafficking want any tool that they can get. And Vermont is actually, you know, working hard to do that, to provide the appropriate tool. So that would be what I am so thrilled. You know, that would be the one I'm most proud of, of course. Um, so as far as my uh, regrets, um, I don't really have any regrets. That's a good thing. That, yeah, I think that um, what, what people need to understand is that when bills start to come out, you know, you may sponsor them because of the premise, but by the time they hit the floor, they may have other issues within right. the bill. And so you may say, hey, I'm going to sponsor a bill, but at the end of the day, your vote may be contrary to the fact that you sponsored it. It's not a reflection on the legislators, and it shouldn't be a reflection on the legislators. It just means they read the bill. (laughs) And so it should be just the opposite. It should be like, oh, this is good. Somebody read the bill and said, you know, it's changed from the premise that I was going to sponsor, but now that I know the details of the bill and I flesh them out and I research them, I may have to change my vote. There you go. Yeah, that's uh, that's so true. You've really got to read what you're signing. I think that's a, a basic rule that people should live by. You don't sign anything unless you read it. So, um, and then here you are, uh, August first, a land seventy percent a landslide. I think it sounds it to me. You you were elected overwhelmingly by the folks in Newport City, and uh, I read a quote. I don't know if you heard this, but I read a quote uh, from somebody who was in uh, the paper in Digger or somewhere that uh, they're expecting a lot from you, Madam Mayor. And um, they were talking about the budget was a mess and uh, that there's a lot of anger because nothing was explained. And, and I spent a little time talking about the, the importance for councils and, and select boards and stuff to explain why and what it means. And I think we forget that sometimes. We just, here's the budget, people, and uh, just, you know, just to prove it and let's move on. But you really do need to spend time and educate folks and bring them up to speed with you, don't you, do you not? Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, of course, when somebody is elected, it's not, okay, great, somebody's elected and, you know, the, the person has been in there for 15 minutes, what did you change? You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so, you know, there, it takes a while, it's not necessarily, um, it shouldn't take your whole term, right. but it's going to take a reasonable amount of time to get in there, get the answers, see where the handicaps may be in getting the answers and working. You know, there's blended personalities when you step into a position yeah. such as I'm in, because now, you know, the mayor in the in the town, in the city of Newport is also part of the council. And yeah. so you get to learn the different council members. And I have been having an absolutely uh 
awesome experience working with my fellow council members. They have been Oops. so welcoming, sharing of their institutional knowledge. Doesn't mean, you know, that, that we agree on all the issues, we discuss them, but they have been open and clear and telling me where they have not had information, where they have had information, yep. giving me backgrounds, particularly the president of the council. So, Linda, um, I was talking um, before you came on the show about uh, about the EB-5 scandal, uh, but then also said on the that there's so much more exciting things to talk about in Newport than the whole, um, because you've got so many shops and the people are fabulous and, and, uh, got great restaurants. And of course, you've got Lake Mim from Agog, which I read is a freshwater glacial lake. And for those who don't know Lake Mim from Agog, it's between Newport and Quebec. So you've got your hands full, don't you, in Newport? You know, it, it, there are definitely a lot of issues, a lot of changes. So, yes, I actually have set up my mayor hours for the public to come twice a week and discuss things with me. Great. And it's been a wonderful learning experience because uh, business people are coming in, people who are looking for grants, people who want to work with the city. And I'm able to bring that to the council meetings in the new business section and inform the public. So um, sometimes, you know, have these people present. So it is absolutely a wonderful open experience and part of my plan on figuring out what's best and how to find out what's really going on in Newport. You know, Newport is not just come in the summer. It's a year-round right. destination. Every season has something phenomenal. You know, winter sports, you know, outdoor activities in the in the spring, um, fishing, camping, hiking, and of course, the wonderful lake, boat tours, uh, and shopping, great restaurants, and hopefully more and more will be developed. Um, and so it's a wonderful place to live. You know, I mean, because of the restaurants and the stores, it's easy access to the rest of the Northeast Kingdom and easy with 91 to get straight down to to Dorset. You know, exactly. Just put on the music and drive. That's great. And and so that's been um, easy as well. But as far as, you know, going out into Newport and looking at the different issues, I've been speaking to the business people. I've been speaking to the long-term business people as well, and they're also sharing information. You know, they have successful businesses. They've been here for years. The former former council members have been totally open in telling me issues that they tried to, you know, look at. And so everybody who's been part of the uh, councils and the business have been so forthcoming. Um, I'm looking forward, the more I learn, to, you know, sit down with the governor and discuss what we can do together for Newport. That's great. Yeah, I just, I don't know what it is about Newport. I've always loved it. It's um uh, I've had a lot of meetings up there over the years on some great places to eat and um, and to shop. So the shopping part is – I don't know which is more important, but anyway. Um, so, and together, I know – But I think you're right. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead, please. Yeah, I said I think you're right. I think the reason it is interesting is because there are people who work 
we're we're dealing in Newport with not only just retirees and not just people who come for vacation or just tourism, but the people who live here are hardworking, Mm. they're raising families. So it's a blended mix. You know, it's not where an income level is going to be two, three million dollars. You're dealing with a fifty thousand dollar medium income. So it tells you, hey, pay attention to growing families. Pay attention to the public that they're not just going to disappear in a year because they've retired and moved out of state. So while that's here as well, it's such a blended population. And I think that vibrancy is what makes Newport also um, so popular. And because you see them, you see them walking in the streets. It's such a mixed culture of people. And I just think it's one of the prettiest parts of Vermont. Well, I, I know I was reading some of the, the stuff that your Planning and Economic Development Committee puts out and um, uh, when I was doing the research for the show, um, and I know they're working hard to make Newport, as you said, a year-round destination um, for tourists. And, and, you know, for heaven's sake, you've got a lot of Canadians that uh, come across the lake and, and um, you know, shop and, and uh, eat in, in Newport, so it's a... Uh, it's a great place to be. I mean, Lake Magog to me is one of the most beautiful lakes we've got here. Um, so it's a, it's a, yeah. it's vibrant. You're so spot on. You're so spot on. I mean, my message, kind of my mayor's message is like, let's make Newport, you know, not a drive through city, but yeah. a drive to city. You know, let's come here and see, you know, Newport. Um, they have the farmer's market. They have, um, during the summer, they had the Wednesdays on the waterfront where mm. bands would come. People would come out. They would eat there. And just to see them all happy. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody was happy. They were The music was alive, and it was just vibrant. It kind of brought you back to the old days, you know, when you had Dizzy Gillespie coming. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? And, to Newport? Yeah. Yeah, it was just kind of fun, you know. Oh, I mean, cool. years and years ago, back in the 20s, you know, they had the streets were open because the sailors would pull up and they'd come off and there was music going on and jazz bands. Oh, wow. And it, was more, it was more of a street, Main Street kind of activity because there was a hotel. And so it was just so fun, you know. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah, and so now that's something that some of the people are asking to happen again. There's uh, one new business owner who has an antique shop, and he holds karaoke nights for kids as well. So you walk down Main Street. I want to say it's, I don't know if it's Wednesday or Friday, but you walk down Main Street and you'll see young people like our kids, our students, with such talent, singing. Linda, we have a caller, Philip from Island Pond. Thanks for holding on, Philip. You're on the air. Yeah, I just want to say I'm happy that Newport's finally got a, a great uh, mayor up there. <laughs> uh, we're lucky we got a, a new town manager here who's very progressive. In other words, he's really smart. He's intelligent about a lot of the latest and greatest things, you know, for cities and towns. So we're lucky in that aspect. The only thing is I just wanted to comment on that big pit that's in the middle of Newport. One of the things that I thought would be great up there, it would be great anywhere in the Northeast Kingdom here, and it would help with the, you know, the drug addiction, drug addicts and other things that are, you know, drug problems and all the, the other issues, even with elderly up here, you know, having a place to go in the wintertime is a YMCA type 
huh. uh, building there. Every I've lived all over the U.S. and outside the country. And every place I lived in the U.S., every time I, I had a place that had a YMCA, I joined it. Because not only did it help with child care, but it also helped with elder care. Hmm. A lot of elderly people loved to go there because they could exercise during, you know, the wintertime. And it was also culturally very good to get everybody together. People met each other there. And it was just great. They've always been great for the community. So my my thought, being living all places I've lived, and I've never been wrong about picking locations for things, businesses and whatnot, is Newport would be very advantageous to get a YMCA-type thing up there. It doesn't have to necessarily have an indoor swimming pool because of the, you know, size constraints. But just a place you can go to exercise during the winter inside. I mean, mean, that's very good for elderly people. I'm an elderly person. (laughs) And I just found out that the guy here in Newport, the guy in Highland Pond, he's a little upset he says, my God, there's there's no place to go to exercise. That's great. Philip, thank you for that. Ma- Madam Mayor, you want to comment? Yes, Phil, thank you. Um, there has been talk, um, even prior to my coming on board, I believe, um, to have a YMCA-style um, effort be brought to Newport. Um, I know there was... I believe there was specific talks with the YMCA, but that actually fell through. But the style that you're talking about is still under discussion. So right now, everything is under discussion, whether it be at the spot you called the hole or anywhere else. It's definitely um, in the discussion mode. That's great to hear. Thank you for your question, Philip. And from Island Pond, I I know the buck and doe up in the Island Pond. Does that count? so, um, Linda, uh, I just, as I was saying, we just, we do love Newport. And, um, you've got so much, you said you were reaching out to people through your meetings, which I think is a wonderful idea. And meeting with the, um, uh, with the businesses. That's, that's the way to do it. Just knock on doors and, and ask them. They'll tell you. Um, what's, what's your plan sort of, uh, going forward about, um, uh, about what you're going to do, how you're going to start making changes, how are you going to reach out to people and get them all on board? So, of course, you know, Newport is a council mayor-style government. So, and as a member of the council, um, everything is brought through the council members, and we discuss them. Of course, in the statute, it says that the mayor is the CEO but specifically for the finances and overseeing and approvals. But the council is where the activity happens. So that is the best approach for me is to get this information, inform the council, bring up motions that we possibly would want and discuss them and open them to the public and then make motions and decide what we want, either pass or fail. Um, That is the most, open way to get these ideas out um, because the council is who's going to approve it. Um, hopefully uh, those changes that are recommended will be because they've been assessed. And I, if I find something that really needs to be looked at, I will be bringing those issues to the council. That's great. Now I presume you uh, video te- or you're on um, Facebook. What is, what's the phrase? You go. You have live stream for your council meetings. 
Yes, we do. Okay, so people should listen and and uh, contact you if they've got any comments or ideas because now is the time, folks. So, you know, you got to speak up and and this is your city, so you've got to uh, jump in. Yeah. That's great. Yes, I definitely want them to reach out to me, and they have been, but more and more, yep. the better. Um, because just like the gentleman who called in, he had an idea. Yeah, and perfect. that's an idea that could trigger another idea. And it doesn't mean that your idea specific is denied, but it could definitely open up discussions to use concepts from your ideas to make it better. Exactly. If the discussion can make something really great um be identified and and fix some of the issues. Do you have um, housing issues up in Newport like everybody else, Linda, since you know housing so well? Right, exactly. So housing, you know, that's going to be across the world. Definitely in Vermont and definitely in Newport. We have people who, you know, there was some affordable housing, but, you know, what is affordable? You know with that. It's just a relative to whoever needs a house. Or needs housing, you know, whether it's a rental apartment or whether it is purchasing of a house. So definitely there are homes in Newport that need renovation. The elderly need places to live. The young people and young families need affordable first homes. So the key here right now is what's going to happen with the real estate market. You know, and I know that the governor has signed the Home Act right. and with with the um hopefully amending some of Act 250 in other areas so that we can actually have more and more affordable housing. The key is how are they going to implement it? How long will it take? Right. And in my mind, how long will it take? And will Newport and the other cities and towns benefit by it timely so that we don't lose residents? Yeah, right. Yeah, I I um I agree with you 100%. We wanted to have you and we're going to have you come on and talk about housing cuz you uh, followed it in the legislature and for your work with campaign for Vermont and and what about uh, workforce up there? You you said you've got some hard working folks up there but could you use more like everybody else or are you guys in uh, good shape? Oh, please. Yeah. Bring them on. We have um I think it's about I want to say about 15 to 1900 people uh, who are actually working in Newport right now. Yeah. But most of their services are, say, in, you know, the social services. Uh, right. Um, and, you know, like, or working at the hospital or the schools. So we need um, more businesses yep. to come here and more opportunities for varied jobs. Yep. Um, you know, because most of the time, if you want it, people who come to Vermont try to get a state job. Yep. Because that gives them the security and it gives them the longevity of having a job and guaranteed that they're going, you know, as long as they stay employed, that they're going to be able to afford their lifestyle. So the majority of people, as you well know, work for the state. So we want more people coming to the city. We want more business opportunities. And that is what I'm working with the council on to see how do we bring better businesses, the more long-term businesses so that people will want, as I said, Newport to be the come-to city, not the drive-through city. I like that expression. That's really great. Um, so we have, uh, what do we have? Uh, six minutes left, Linda. I just wanted to spend a time. You are nationally recognized as an expert 
in human trafficking. And uh, you co-founded and led as board chair and as executive director a nonprofit that has served over 3,000 victims of human trafficking. Um, first, thank you for that. Second, I don't know if I could do that. Um, and could you talk about human trafficking? Uh, obviously, it's a problem, a serious problem, but it seems to be an underground problem. We don't talk about it much here in Vermont, but it's here. Right. Human trafficking um, is, of course, the saddest, saddest thing that could happen. Um, the problem is people aren't always aware that somebody is trafficked. They don't understand the grooming process yep. and how deep somebody can get caught up and being trafficked. The, the underground uses um, people that you respect the images of people that you respect. They may use somebody disguised as a priest, somebody disguised as um, the, the police officer to lure. And so they're, they're very smart. It's a sophisticated, multi-billion dollar business. This isn't like, oh, hi, here's $100,000. This is huge. And the byproduct that comes out of human trafficking could be the sale of uh, babies. It yeah. could be the sale of organs. So, you know, you want to be really careful about approaching someone you may think is a victim. That's why I actually do trainings for different towns and cities and judges so that they understand the language that is used. Huh. Language can trigger, you know, a human traffic, trafficking victim to believe that you're now their new trafficker. Um, I had presented to judges here in Vermont and, you know, you can't, a judge in wonderfully would say to uh, someone, Hey, have you, when's the last time you were fed? Feeding time for a young victim of human trafficking means they're going to be forced into the trafficking. Huh. Wow. And the act. And the act. So there's specific lingo that's used. Um, and remember, these pe the people who have been victims, and once you do help them get out, they have been totally brainwashed and lost their dignity. So you have to be careful and you want to give them back their dignity, even if like maybe during an interview process, handing them a card where they can lift it right. up if they need a break or need to use the restroom, give them back some um, validation of yep. who they are and start to build. It's a long process. Wow. What a, I would love to do a show on this. I, I'd really quickly, because we only have a minute or two, uh, I had a woman on from New Hampshire who got as involved as you are because her neighbor turned out to be a trafficker who had two or three young women and girls, kids in this house who he kept in cages. And it's a long story, but when she found out one night there's lights and sirens and they raided the house and that got her involved because it was right next door to her. Um, what should people do, Linda, in closing of the show? What If you suspect something like that next door, where do you go? What do you do in case you're Dial wrong? Dial 911 immediately. Oh, okay. Right. Call okay. the police, explain what's going on. They should be trained uh, far better than the individual yep. on how to approach it and how to look and uh, understand that it is a trafficking situation. You can reach out to trafficking organizations, but the best thing I would say is first 
all the okay. police. Whoops. Um, I hear, I hear yeah. some music, Linda. That's our sign. Okay. Um, Linda, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you for all you do for Vermont and for your willingness to, to work so hard on our behalf. We'll have you back to talk housing and maybe trafficking. This is Pat Thanks. McDonald, your host for Vermont Viewpoint on WDEV. Thank you, Madam Mayor. We'll talk to you soon.